Hey friend, thanks for stopping by. Pull up the chair and have a seat. You know me. I've got some good Tennessee white pine burning here in the chimney, but we better enjoy it fast because it's hard to believe, but winter solstice has already come and gone, and summer solstice is around the corner. But listen, hey, chill out. I'm going to run inside and get us a couple of cups of joe. I'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to Guat Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Well, this is a late recording from Monday's podcast, June 20th, 2022. I'm recording at 3.39 p.m. It's hard to believe that tomorrow, June 21st, 2022, is summer solstice, which means that it's the longest day of the year, and the days are going to start getting shorter from here until winter solstice. It seems like we should have longer days for a few more weeks, but it's here, folks. We're on the downhill slide to Christmas, which, you know, of course, it it thrills me. It excites me because I love Christmas. But this is Season 10, Episode 215, titled The Unnoticed Need. Subtitle, One Thing You Lack. Jesus's conversation with the rich young ruler was a most unusual encounter. All three of the synoptic gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and I'll include a link about the synoptic gospels in the show notes for more information if you don't know what I'm talking about. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke all include this encounter that Jesus had with the rich young ruler. The mention of the young man's lack, his unnoticed need, in spite of his wealth, is also included in all three of the accounts. The Gospel of Mark alone mentions that Jesus looked at him and loved him. And the Greek word that was used there for love is the love that God exudes, which is agape love. Jesus' response to the rich young ruler's repetitive questioning about how he could get eternal life, and that is the word that the rich young ruler used, how can I get eternal life, was not a lambasting of the man because he was rich. Jesus' response was spoken in love, but painfully received by the man. The unnoticed need that the rich young ruler had was the one roadblock to him gaining eternal life. The word thing is supplied in the English translation. It's not in the original language. It's inferred. In the Greek, it actually says, one you lack. In Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 17, it says, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus had compassion on this young man's soul. And he said, one thing you lack, and yet Jesus lists several things in response. The first thing is to go, sell everything you have. That's number one. Number two, give to the poor. Number three, then you'll have treasure in heaven. Number four, then come follow me. So his response is four steps, 
But yet Jesus says there's one thing you lack. So let's see what he means by that. Verse 21 is the key. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. The one thing the rich young ruler lacked was standing right in front of him, Jesus. To get to Jesus and to get Jesus, he just had to do one thing. Let go of everything and go with Jesus. Go all in with Jesus. No holds barred. Nothing held back in reserve. When Jesus quoted the commandments, Luke's account records he mentions five of the ten. Here in Mark, he mentions six. But the commandments Jesus referred to were the ten commandments, which every Jew knew by heart. Glaringly missing are the first four commandments, all of which have to do with the person's relationship to God. Found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, and following through 17, the first four commandments, do not have other gods besides me, do not make an idol for yourself, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Rather than deconstruct the man's inflated self-assessment of his treatment of people, which it was, I think is sincere, but yet we know it was inflated. Upon questioning, he could have been questioned, did you really from your youth, honor your mother and father every time. It was a self-inflated self-assessment of his treatment of people, but sincere, which covers the six commandments. Jesus guided the man down the mind path to see his glaring self-sufficiency and his lack of total dependence on and surrender to God, which encompasses the first four commandments. The rich young ruler bowed his knee before Jesus that day, as he repetitively questioned him, but he would not bow his heart to him. Nope, just that one little thing. Yet, it was everything. Rather, I should say, he, Jesus, is everything. In the verses just preceding this story, Jesus gave the prescription for the cure to this deficiency of self-dependency. He said that to come to him, to Jesus, you have to come like a little child. All in. No questions asked. It's, you tell me that to inherit, to get riches in God's heaven, all I have to do is drop the stuff in my hands and follow you. Hey, bro, I'm there. After this encounter with this rich young ruler, Jesus follows up with his disciples, who are disturbed about the implications with the question, who then can be saved? He responds, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. The one key that unlocks the door to true peace in Jesus, which all of the agitation in the world cannot damage or destroy, is Jesus. When we let go of everything and grab hold of Him, everything changes. Everything. Everything. In a very real sense, a total dependence on Jesus in these turbulent times says to the evil ones of this world, You have nothing I need. I am invincible. And dear friend, if you haven't listened to my podcast on the book of Revelation, that's what Jesus says to those who are super conquerors. You see, with Christ, in Christ, Christ is all we need. But in that fact, we become invincible. Friend, it might just be the thread that is pulled that unravels the entire blanket of oppression that has come upon us, come upon this world, which appears to at this point, have no apparent end in sight. But just think, if for one moment, all of the people who claim that Jesus Christ is their personal Lord and Savior 
live their life in that reality that Jesus is all we need. To just go all in, no questions asked. Follow him, regardless of come what may. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verses 27 and 28, What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Friend, what kind of world would this be if every Christian stopped living in fear and stopped living under the oppression that people in this world who are ambassadors for Satan, who are evil ones, what if all of a sudden we became fearless because we were all in with Jesus in every way? In verse 28, he says, Don't fear those who can kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The powers of evil are all in. Friend, we're seeing things like the world has never seen before. And as I said, it appears that there's no relenting. So the powers of evil are all in on their assault on our peace and sanity. It is time, if we have not already chosen to do so, to go all in with Jesus. These are days where, through the power of God at work in our redeemed souls, to risk everything for Him. Again, these are the days where, through the power of God at work in our redeemed souls, we need to risk everything for Him. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.